0: Father in heaven, we just want to thank you, Father, for this day. You're a good God. Your mercy endures forever. And this morning, Lord, even as we meditate upon your words, speak to our hearts once again, O Lord. We just want to surrender ourselves to your hands. Father, uh, anoint us afresh to know, uh, Father, your ways. Lord, to understand your heart, to understand the mind of Christ, uh, to submit ourselves to your leading, to the leading of the Holy Spirit, Father, your word says, as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, are the sons of God. I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord, uh, fill us with your Holy Spirit, even as we receive your word. Father, Uh, by faith, uh, fill us, O Lord Jesus, anoint us, strengthen us in our resolve, uh, Father, to follow you all the days of our life, to pick up our cross, to deny ourselves, and to follow you, O Lord. Let us us be strengthened in that resolve, O Lord Jesus. And make your vision as a church and even as individuals for our lives even more clearer, O oh Lord Jesus. Even as we submit ourselves to your word, transform us and renew us by by the word of God, O oh Lord Jesus. So that we may prove that which is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. To that and I pray that you would, Father, that you would uh, speak to us this evening, this morning, O oh Lord. And touch every one of us, O oh Lord Jesus. Thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, before we start, once again, I just wanted to remind all of us that, uh, we will be having the service in the evening, half an hour earlier, 30 minutes earlier. Uh, that will be 6 p.m. Indian Standard Time, IST, for those who are, um, logging in from different parts of the world. Uh, please uh, make a note of this. This is 6 o'clock. That is half an hour earlier Indian time, 6 p.m. in the evening. Um, that is because we have a night curfew which has been imposed, so we want to finish as soon as possible and be uh, gone to our homes all right so just wanted to uh, keep uh, want you to be uh informed so this morning once again even as we go to go to the word of God let's look at matthew chapter twenty four and let's read from verse uh, three onwards and uh, we've been looking at the signs of the end of the age it says um, now he as he sat on the mount of olives his disciples came to him privately excuse me sorry <clears throat> yeah uh, his disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age and Jesus answered and said to them take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and will deceive many And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places, all these are the beginning of sorrows, then they will deliver up to you, to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end, verse 13, he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. Then the end will come. We are, we are, literally um uh in the end of time i'm be sure if uh it's uh, when jo- john wrote his epistle he says little children this is the last hour and if it is the last hour uh 2000 years earlier we are truly truly we are in the last of the last hour last of the last minute if you will if you I don't know how god's uh timepiece functions but we know uh he says when you see the the fig tree and other trees blossom. And you see the fig tree and the other trees blossom. Know that this generation will not pass away until all be fulfilled is that warning that Jesus gave us. So we also, we saw in 1948 the fig tree, which is Israel and other trees, all the nations all around the world received their independence and you had literally so many nations uh, which were birthed, especially um, in Africa and around uh, Asia and all the other countries. So many countries were birthed and especially during that time, 1948, 1947 onwards, birth of many nations happened and uh, and he says that that is the time. So when you look at Israel you're looking at God's timepiece. He is uh Israel is God's timepiece. So watch out, watch out and we'll see in these last days uh there'll be an incredible battle against God's people, your church and Israel. You'll see both have a covenant relationship with God and the enemy will come with all his fury knowing that the time for his for him is really short. So we look at eight attitudes, right? Uh, Take heed that no one deceives you, including yourself. Don't deceive because many will come saying that I am the Christ. Then it says, don't be troubled because this will be the beginning of what? Birth pangs. Get ready for tribulation, okay? For martyrdom, for hatred, for his namesake, okay? Take care that you will not be offended easily because uh, many will be uh, Many will betray you. Betrayal—one of the most difficult, um, what do you say, uh, testings a person can really go through—is to—is how he handles betrayal. It's very difficult because you can never expect it. It'll come from the most unexpected of people whom you think love you with all of their heart and they will just come and stab you behind you and leave the knife on your back and just leave. And you don't know what to, how to respond. That's exactly how it will happen in the last days. People will betray. Betrayal will be there. Okay, um, Deception because of false prophets. Don't let your love grow cold endure till the end and then most importantly be a part of the spread of the gospel okay be a part of the spread of the gospel we know that how beautiful are the feet of those who for bring forth the gospel of peace right so be a part of the spread of the gospel so those who endure till the end will be saved see this is uh, christian life is not a 100 meters dash okay everybody knows usain bolt but who got uh, the marathon, does anybody know, does anybody remember who won the marathon race? Nobody knows. Okay. Nobody knows who won the marathon. Okay. 40 kilometer marathon especially. Okay. And how they train for 40 kilometer marathon. Nobody gives up a 100 meters dash. Everybody completes. Okay. So many people drop in a 40 kilometer marathon. Okay. It's a test of endurance. Let me tell you something. People, let's say for example, a guy wins a 40 kilo marathon, let's say in the month of May. I'm okay. just giving an example. Let's say he has to repeat that same performance in, let's say in November. He can't do it. Very difficult. To have the same kind of an endurance over a long period of time, it's, it's not easy. I've seen um, tennis players especially, you know, very few people have a long career. Many people are talented, super talented. They come with a lot of promise and hope, but hmm, not many people are able to survive long. So, Jesus was asked this question, by the way. You see, it says in Luke's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 22 onwards. If you can turn there. Okay. 21 words and when he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem, then one said to him, "Lord, as are there few who are saved? those who endure till the end will be saved. okay And he said to them, "Look at this, strive to enter through the narrow gate. It's an incredible word. The word for strive is agonize okay to agonize, to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Well once the master of the house has risen up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and knock the door saying, Lord, Lord, open for us and he will answer and say to you, I do not know you, where you are from. Then they will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence. You taught in our streets. We heard your teaching. We were, we were there for every Bible study, etc. But he will say to you, I tell you, I do not know you where you are from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Other translations will use the word lawlessness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourself thrust out. They will come from the east and the west and from the north and the south and sit down in the kingdom of God. So strive, agonize. Okay. So every every testing that you uh, that you are put through, okay, you have to strive to be a good student. Okay. You strive to be a good employee. Okay, if you're a employee, you ought to show up early and stay up late. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Strive. Very important. All these things are important for a long period of time. You have to be able to repeat the same thing. That means that should become part of your character. It's something which is second nature as they say. No. Okay. So, many false prophets will come okay, and will deceive many. Many False Christs will come. If you, if you don't have to turn there in Matthew chapter 24, if you go down, you'll see many false Christs and false prophets. The word is pseudo-Christos and pseudo-prophetess. Pseudo means that is, that is false. Pseudo, if you, if you know what the word pseudo means, they give an appearance of being Christ, but they are not. Okay. And what happens, one, one of the distinctive characteristics of the last days, that there will be an environment of lawlessness that will finally usher the Antichrist. The environment of lawlessness, meaning, lawlessness meaning everything which is opposed to who God is, that is what we are talking about. When you are talking about law, we are just not talking about um, uh, the law of the land, because they will uh, change the laws of the land uh, and impose it. We are not talking about that, we are talking about everything that is opposed to to God. That is what we call as humanism. Okay. Right, one of the earliest um, um, Greek philosophers. Forget, forget his name. You know what he says? He, he says there is no nothing called as objective truth. Water always keeps flowing. <laughs> nothing called as objective truth. Okay, and that is humanism. I, 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 don't, I don't want to go into the details of it. You see that this is what is absolutely opposed to God. It will be an environment of Lawlessness that will finally usher in the Antichrist. Okay, you'll uh, you'll see that in Second Thessalonians chapter two. Don't have to turn there. It says when lawlessness will abound. Okay, and he says uh, the son of perdition will come because there'll be an environment of lawlessness, and he will come and uh, make himself as God in the most holy place. And where is the most holy place? There, down deep down inside of our heart, the spirit is the most holy place. Okay, there'll be an environment of lawlessness. Therefore, who is a false Christ? A person who's opposed to christ no that is what we call as the spirit of antichrist you know if you turn with me to one john chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 one john chapter 2 verse 18 and 19 okay um we we'll look at this today okay the spirit of the antichrist okay how it is little children it is the last hour okay everybody this is the last hour and as you have heard that the antichrist is coming so all the time we have to warn little children who's coming Antichrist is coming. Okay. So, that is how it is. Okay. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. The Antichrist is coming. And the word for Antichrist, the word in Greek means one who is in place of and one who is opposed to. So what is, what does the Antichrist uh, seek? He seeks to depose the true Christ in our lives and oppose everything which is of Christ by taking the place of Christ in our lives okay that's the reason why you know what uh, if you turn with me before we go there turn with me to second corinthians chapter 11 verse 2 Onwards, 2nd Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2 onwards, no? Just put it in the NKJV, okay? For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But, verse 3, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness or subtlety, so your minds be not, may be corrupted from the Simplicity that is in Christ. The word for simplicity, simplicity means for a single. Single object of it's absolutely undivided devotion. Other translations will use the word uh, pure devotion towards Christ. Undivided attention towards Christ. What will happen in the last days? What will happen? Slowly Satan will bring you bring all kinds of things into our lives, so distract us from the purposes of God. Like Mary, sorry, Mar- Mar- Martha, right? Martha, 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 you are troubled and tossed by many things. But what? One thing is needful to sit at my feet and have that single minded devotion to Christ as a servant deceived Eve by his craftiness so your what minds may not be that is the reason why he says cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double minded simple devotion to Christ okay that is that will be the hallmark in the last day so many things uh, what is that uh, asking for our attention and um, and seeking our attention okay and wasting our time the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy. What does he steal? Time. And before you know it, one day is over. Think about it, no? How days fly. And what did I do at the end of the day? Just you do an evaluation, you'll be disappointed so many times. Okay. That's very, very important, no? When, uh, when you are small, you think we have a lot of time. When you grow older, you know how little time you have actually. Understand this. Okay. So there will be many Antichrists. So go back to one John chapter two, verse eighteen. What what what, what does he do? Um, uh, eighteen as you have heard that Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last verse. I told you, right? There'll be an environment of lawlessness which will bring forth the Antichrist. So there's a spirit of the Antichrist which will be permeating the whole world. No, the problem is, who knows it that we have the spirit of the Antichrist? Only the believer. So what does it say? What does it say in verse 19? They went out from us. Who is that they? Come on. The Antichrist, right? They went out from us. So the Antichrists, the Antichrists, okay, they went out from us. You know, in your Bible, just circle the word went out. If you have the Bible okay went out from us but they but they were not of us hmm? for if they had been of us they would have continued with us so two phrases I want you to underline today went out continued okay <laughs> went out continued okay but they went out that they may, that they might be made manifest that none of them were what. Of us, you see that everybody, huh? Second Thessalonians chapter two. If you turn with me there, I just want to show you a few more verses, and then I want to do the study today. Second Thessalonians chapter two, and verse um, okay, verse three, okay. Yeah. Let no one deceive you by any, any means, for the day will not come unless the falling away or the apostasy comes first and the man of sin be revealed. Again, the Antichrist, the son of perdition. And if you've turned, if you go to Revelation chapter 13, you don't have to turn there. He's called the beast. He's identified as the beast. Okay. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called and or worship or that is worshipped as God. So he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So what is he? He's called what? The coming of the lawless one. The man of perdition. The son of perdition. Okay? The lawless one. He will deceive many. He, what, what, is he, what does he do? He's, he's, he's also called the son of perdition. Now, who's the first son of perdition mentioned in the Bible? Judas. What does he do therefore? How does he do it? So I'll show you that phrase. I, I told you what phrases that you ought to uh, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Let's go to John's Gospel chapter 13. Look at what it says in John's Gospel chapter 13. Yes, verse 21 onwards. Verse 21 onwards. Yeah? <clears> hmm. <throat> When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, one another perplexed about whom he spoke. So everybody was a little worried, it was, will it be him? Okay. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore mentioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Now let me tell you, Judas was a fantastic actor. If he goes and plays poker, he will win every time. Okay, he has a poker face; nothing he'll show. Jesus knew his heart, but the disciples had no clue whom, whom he was talking about. Perfect actor. Like like, like Jesus, it, it, he he could act so well. When Jesus himself showed, showed a sign, they still couldn't recognize him. It's remarkable how deception is so careful, I mean it is so dangerous, okay, that we all have the incredible capacity to deceive ourselves because when we are confronted with the truth, because there is inside of us an unwillingness to submit ourselves to truth, okay, Peter was saying, no? You, we are, you are the holy one. Your God's only son. I, I was. In, I'll come to that song today because I was when I was preparing my, my my message. That was a song that was ringing in my mind. I'll come to that later on. Okay. Um, so look at what it says. Simon Peter therefore mentioned to him to ask whom it was uh, who it was of whom he spoke. So he was very curious. I mean, not curious. He was worried for himself. No, will it be me? And everybody was. Will it be me? And everybody asked. In fact, is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? Is it I, Lord? Okay. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped, he immediately did it. Dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Nobody knew. And then what happens? Now after the piece of bread, uh now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, What do you do? Do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. You see that? Nobody knew. You're a perfect actor. He deserves the Oscar okay the first Oscar award in the entire universe will go to Judas's career hmm? he will receive the Oscar and he will go to hell also okay so many people are like that no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him next verse for some thought because Judas had the money box then Jesus said to him buy those things we need for the feast having received the piece of bread he went out verse thirty one having received the paste piece of bread he went out immediately and it was night. Darkness came. First it was twilight and in the, it was the evening of the night and it became darkness. And that's what it says, no? Darkness will overcome the world and thick darkness. Let me tell you something. Two, two things will happen. Darkness will overcome, thick darkness and those people who are of the light also will be made manifest. When there is thick darkness, only those people who are of the light will be made manifest. Both these things will happen in these last days. And he went Out immediately from where? From the presence of the Lord. See, therefore, when we are talking about the spirit of the Antichrist, we need to ask ourselves: Do we have it? Because anybody can have it because they went out from us. They were a part. That means the Antichrist will be a guy who is very well acquainted with the church. Okay. Very careful. And they went out and continued. These are the two important things. And those who continue are, so how, how do you know that I'm saved? I was saved. I'm saved because I'm continuing in my salvation. Okay. And I will be saved when I, when I know that I'm continuing even in the future in my salvation. Okay. It's very important. Don't, don't ever take these things lightly. Once saved, always saved. If you continue in your salvation. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> if you continue in your salvation Okay. that is the reason why he says bring forth fruit in keeping with repentance we are persuaded of better things of you things which what accompany salvation you see these are all important things Okay, we are persuaded of better things to you, even though we speak in this manner, my dear brothers, it says in Hebrews chapter 6. Things which accompany salvation. Therefore, therefore, you are being saved, you are saved, you are being saved, and you will continuously being saved until you are raptured. Or death captures you. Either of these or either of these two things happen in our lives. So very, very important. Okay. So they went out from us. So why is it important? Why should we meditate upon this word went out? Who was the first fellow who went out? Adam and Eve went out from the garden, Okay, from the presence of the Lord. They were actually sent out. They didn't, went, they didn't go out. They went out. And um, Warren B.S.B. makes a very fantastic statement. He says, Adam and Eve went out of the garden and they took their marriage along with them. Oh, that's a fire up statement. I'll tell you why. Because they were married before the fall and not after the fall. And they, when they went out of the Garden of Eden, they took their marriage along with them. You see, so who the who the first person who went out? Genesis chapter four, verse sixteen. You see, just you know, today the Bible study on the on the word "went out" and what does it mean? Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod. Uh, Other translations will use the word settled in the land of Nod. Nod means wandering. (laughs) Which is east of Eden. Eden means the presence of God. He went away. What is east? East of Eden. You turn your back to the gods of this world and enter into the presence of the Lord. And what does this guy do? He turns his face towards God and goes away from the presence of the Lord. And what does he do? He settles down in the land of wanderings. He goes away from the presence of the Lord. I was just uh, reading this book by Warren B.S.B. called life sentences of the characters of the bible life sentences of the characters of the bible you know what what it what he what he said what is what do you mean by life sentences uh, uh, the way he starts his book is very interesting okay he says uh, he was reading a sermon by S- charles spurgeon and when he was reading the ch- sp- sermon by S- charles spurgeon uh, spurgeon says god uses single lines to define characters in the bible So the one single line that defines the life of Joseph was, and the Lord was with Joseph. So if I were to, if I were to summarize the life of Joseph, the Lord was with Joseph. And, and you go through the Bible and see the characters of the Bible, how their lives have been summarized by by God in the Bible. Enoch walked with God and he was not. That is the life of Enoch, life sentence of Enoch. Eli, he did not set his heart to honor God. That is the life sentence of Eli. Cain, he was of the evil one and murdered his brother. Noah, he did everything as the Lord commanded him. Life sentence of Noah. (laughs) <laughs> what will be your life sentence? <laughs> Think about that. Okay. What will be your life sentence? You know, for life sentence of Peter, whom shall we go to, Lord? You alone have the words of life. With all, notwithstanding all his failures, he still clung to God. You see? What will be your life sentence? Is a question. Okay so what did, what it did can do he went out from the presence of the lord why did he go out in the presence of the lord what is the presence of the lord i'll tell you something presence of the lord is a place of continual questioning and examination continual questioning and examination the probing of god that is the reason why in isaiah chapter 33 it says who shall stand in the midst of everlasting dwellings is a god who he uh, is a god is a god who speaks as a burning Fire. That's, that's exactly what happens. The first burning bush. I mean, the first uh, uh, vision of God, the angel of the Lord, is the Lord speaking to Moses from the burning bush, and the church is is a, is a, is a type of that. It's a burning bush which is on fire for God, constantly examining our hearts. The first question will, God will ask you: Why are you? Why, why are you angry? And you know what will be judged in the last analysis? Revelation chapter eleven verse eight. If you if you will please. If I am right, if my memory is right. Okay, sorry. Eighteen, maybe. Eighteen? Eighteen? Yeah, yeah. Therefore her plagues will come in the day, in, in one day. Mm, Eleven, eighteen, not eighteen. Eleven, eighteen, yeah, thank you. Eleven, eighteen, not, yeah. The nations were angry. And your wrath has come upon them. You see, anger... Don't be angry. Be angry and do not sin. Okay. Be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to get angry. If I I were to ask you this question, why are you angry, young people? Why are you angry? You see the anger in young people. That's the the, the, in your in their eyes there is defiance. When you talk to young people, they'll show defiance. They're angry. Nobody should question them. That's what it says. No, there's a generation which does not honor father and mother. There is a generation which is pure in its own eyes and yet yet it's not cleansed from its filthiness. There's a generation. If you ask them, why are you angry? They're angry. When you ask them questions, when you probe them, they're very, very angry. So Cain doesn't want those questionings. You, what I gave you, I did you a favor by giving an offering. Why don't you accept it? That's, lo- that's how many many believers are. They are doing God a big favor <laughs> by giving their lives to him. Like yesterday, a Pastor said something fantastic. God is grieved, but he is not desperate. What a fantastic statement that is! He is not desperate for us. He's just grieved because if he don't serve God, who's who's going to lose out? Lose out on Him? He is never going to lose out. He is absolutely content before the beginning of creation itself. The Father was content in the Son. The Son was content in the Holy Spirit, and these three were happily enjoying life. Okay, He didn't have to create us. Okay. And yet he created us, and yet he died for us, yet he went to the cross for us, he, he laid down his life for us, and he says, please come to me and drink. And if you don't come to him, he's grieved, but he's not desperate. He's never in despair. So a lot of people think that they're doing God a favor by offering their lives to him. See how much I give away to my God. I had this much of salary when I, when I was, when I gave up my career. Namaste. (laughs) What are you talking about, no? Okay, what are you talking about? He gave up everything. He, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't even think even the ages to come will be able to understand. He emptied himself. What? How can infinity empty itself? Question. Infinity minus infinity, not defined according to mathematics. Even Ramanujan, Ramanujan, a man who knew infinity also cannot say anything about that. Ramanujan was a fantastic guy, okay? I think 1173, 1179. 1179 right 1179 the guy came to him it's a sum of uh, cubes of two numbers uniquely <laughs> crazy fellow huh? only only ramana will come up will come with with answers like that but even ramana cannot say this how can a man empty how can god empty himself impossible impossible to understand and this god who emptied himself and he comes to you and he answers his question why are you angry you're, you're upset Because that is a place where it's a place of incredible. So what is it? What is it? It's a it's a place of it's a place of testing and examination. And Cain does not like it, and he goes out. He went out from the place of questioning. I'll show you this verse. Why are you angry? Ecclesiastes chapter seven verse nine. For all of us who are very angry, young men or old men, Hmm. do not hasten in your spirit to be. Angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Okay, underline that in your Bible. <laughs> anger rests in the bosom of fools. That is the reason why be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to get angry, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness that God demands. Do not hasten in your spirit. It is the spirit of anger, my dear brothers. So the last days... I'll tell you something. The last days will be a, will be the days of people who show out their what anger. You see, not my president. <laughs> anger. What are you angry? What did this guy do to you? What are you angry for? What are you angry about? We tried to ask you this question. If God asked you this question, or, or rather, you ask, why are you angry? Are you angry with sin in your life? Are you angry with the fact? Are you angry at the devil? Everybody, like somebody said, no. nobody's angry at the devil. They're angry with his wife or his, uh, concubine or, uh... No, I'm not, I'm not making statements just like that on, from the top of my head. That are, we are living in those kinds of days. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing stories which are like unbelievable happening in Christian homes. Why are you angry? What is upsetting you so much? You don't want to be instructed by God? What is the life sentence for Abel? By faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith. What is the Defining characteristic of a man who pleases God, he offers everything by faith because without faith it is impossible to please God. So, the spirit of anger. Anger rests in the bosom of fools. Okay. Verse 5, from from verse 5 of Psalm 94. From verse 5. If you can put it in the KJV, it will be great. KJV. 94, verse 5 onwards. (coughs) Look at what it says. They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine inheritance. And in their heritage, they slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Okay. Yet they say, "The Lord shall not see; neither shall the Lord, the God of Jacob, regard it." Understand ye brutish among the people, (laughs) and ye fools, when will you be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? That is the reason why the law, the Lord, the Lord had respect for Abel. And then his offering. The Lord had no respect for Cain and therefore he did not regard his offering. He that planted the earth, shall he not see? Shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? He that chastiseth the heathen, shall he not correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, shall he not know? And then verse 11, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of man that they are vanity and verse 12 underlined in your Bible, blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest them out of thy law. And what does, what does Cain say? I don't want to be chastened. That is the reason why he says, you, Cain proves the fact that he is of the evil one. How does he prove that, fa- by the fact that he's of the evil one? Every son whom the Lord receives, he chastens. If you are not with, if you are without chastening, you are what? Well, that is a very soft word. If we have young people over here, I don't want to use those words. If it's a men's meeting, I can happily and without any problem, I use that word. Illegitimate sons. Sam Shamoon has been Profusely using this word these days. (laughs) Right? I think (laughs) Samir knows it. Yeah. 1 John chapter 3, verse 11 onwards. Look at what it says. 1 John chapter 3, verse 11 onwards. 11 and 12. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was what? Of the wicked one. How did he prove that he was of the wicked one? Because he refused chastening of the evil one. That's the reason why Jesus says, You are of the Father, the devil, and of his works you will do. And if you are of God, you would come to me. But you would refuse to come to me, and you because and therefore you will not have eternal life. You refuse to come to me. So what is what did what did Cain go out from? He went away from the presence of questioning. He doesn't like people people don't like being questioned, no? Okay. Don't don't they don't like probing. Why is your face fallen? Why is your face like that? I should ask, a lot of young people (laughs) should be asked this question. Why is your face like that? Sulky, long. Somebody said, no, if you are sulking, don't sit at the table. Go outside, get rid of your sulking and then come back. Long faces. If you ask him, why are you sulking? Nobody knows the answer. They are just sulking, that's it. It's my right. Why are you crying? If you ask Mary, why are you crying? They have taken my master away. Boy, what an answer that is. I made both uh, Sarah and, uh, what's her name? The one who went to Sweden. Raksha, both of them were my angels, okay? Both asked Mary, why did you, why are you crying woman? <laughs> Very important question. Why are you crying woman? Why are you weeping? And the second, third question. If you do well, will you not be accepted? It's a rhetorical question. It is a ret- what is the rhetorical question? You change the rhetorical question into a statement, you will get the truth. What is the truth? If you do well, you will be accepted you will be accepted. So, people don't like to be asked these questions. If you do well, see, this is the way to do well. No, this is what I will do and you have to accept me. That is the, that is the theology which is going on. God accepts you, the way you are. Yes, that is true, only half. And doesn't keep you the way you are. <laughs> he chastens you. <laughs> what, what, that's, what, that, that, that's the reason why you see, Israel and the rest of the world, what is the difference? He spanked the daylights out of Israel. Okay, He accepted them as slaves, but 40 years in the wilderness, he humbled them, he caused them to hunger and he fed them with manna. Why? To prove to them that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And what did they do? They didn't like it. What did they want to do? They wanted to elect another leader and go away from the presence of the Lord. That's what their attitude was. They went out. What do you want? You want acceptance without doing well. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's exactly how, how it happens even in homes, even in schools, right? Very good. Very, very, very good. Very, 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 very good. So, if more varies are there here, the other person will get upset. Everybody should be given uh, good, excellent, we use ex we use all those uh, what do you call superlatives on mediocrity. You know, somebody said, no, you we have a graduation class. What is graduation? We are moving from grade one to grade two. That is graduation. okay, so what do we do? We'll give them uh, all those what is that gown no? graduation gown and everything and take pictures. My graduation gown I wore when I was in masters. Strange ways of celebrating mediocrity. <laughs> okay. We celebrate it. Then he says, Sin is crouching at the door. There's sin in your life. Nobody wants to be contr- confronted with this of sin in their lives. Its desire is for you, but you should master it. You need to overcome sin, otherwise you will be overcome by sin, like sorry past we, we heard it, right? You have not resisted unto blood and under the shedding of blood in your fight against sin. It's a war. The moment war ceases, what happens? you want to settle down <laughs> That's exactly what uh, Cain wanted to do. He wanted to settle down in the land of what wanderings. Where is your brother? We don't want that question. See that? They don't, that's what, that's what it means. A time will come when people do not want to hear teaching which will question that status quo. See? See? If you can turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and in the KJV, if you will, I like that. Verse 1 to 5. I charge thee therefore before God. Solemn warning, okay? I charge thee, I command, in other words. And the Lord Jesus Christ before God and the Lord Jesus Christ becomes very significant, okay, in our, in our study today. Who shall judge the quick and the dead (laughs) at his appearing and his kingdom? Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. What should you do? You should reprove. Okay? You should, you should rebuke. You should exhort. With all long-suffering and doctrine, three things you have to do. When I was growing up, I will give you this example. When I was growing up, I had palakura, totakura. All these are leafy vegetables which I hated. Okay, Totakura I have to eat. I have to eat palak, that is spinach. I have to eat, I don't know what totakura is, another leafy vegetable, equivalent. And all these leafy vegetables were were, uh, served on my plate. And my mother should say, all these are compulsory questions. Everything was an examination in my home, okay. These are all compulsory questions. Only when you eat all these, then you, then I will serve you the rest. I, my, my favorite was mudda papu and gatta perugu. Nice papu and nice perugu. No, 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 no. First eat this. And then that. What is palak? Rebuke. Sound! Okay, look at this. Next verse. Verse 4. Verse 3. What do they want? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The word for sound is very interesting. It's, it, it, it has several uh, translations in Greek. It means wholesome, healthy. Okay, That which is healthy is not tasty. No? That is the reason why we need to have acquired tastes. <laughs> Today I was, uh, my daughters were given carrots and egg combination. That is how we try to put vegetables into their mouth. Okay, mm, I don't like carrot without bread. Mm. <laughs> See, why? Because they don't like healthy doctrine. Who don't? Who doesn't like children? What about young people? Or what about older people? I love the word in uh, one John chapter two. It says, "I write to you, young men, because the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. You have the capacity to take solid food. Solid food is not for the uh, for the children; it's for the mature." You see, but after their own lusts, they shall heap to themselves, teachers, having itch, itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned into what stories? They what 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 do they need? Like yesterday, the Pastor was saying, I was like enjoying yesterday. He said, you know what? We don't come here for stories to entertain you. If you are interested in stories, watch movies. This is this is for life, okay. Like uh, Peter's, uh, what is that? Russian class. <laughs> we, are, we are going to the other side. And even if many people don't come come along with you and enjoy the Russian class, you still do Russian, right? Understand that? What do they do? Verse 4. And they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned to the f- to, to fables. But verse 5, is, he tells his uh, his prodigy, But watch thou in all things what is that? Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. And uh, for, well, for I'm ready to be offered. So, what does it mean? Endure afflictions. What is affliction? Many people will not want to hear. Continue teaching. How many, What is the audience that Jeremiah had? <laughs> Very few. Nobody wanted to hear to me. And he, hear him. And he said, "You know what? Woe is me," Paul says. If I don't preach the gospel, it's like fire shut in my bones. Sound doctrine is important. Verse 9 of uh, Titus chapter 1. What is it? Okay. Holding fast the faithful word as he, as he had been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convince the what? The gainsayers. Okay. Testings. You should have the heart of David. Psalm 139, verse 23. I love these verses. 23 and 24. Psalm 129, 139, verse 23 and 24. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. Search me, O God, and know my heart. And try me and know my anxieties. In English translation version will say, know my anxious thoughts. Yeah, know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me to the way of everlasting life. That is what we need to ask. Lord, show me, Lord, the wickedness deep down inside, the sin deep down inside. Show me, oh Lord, Jesus. I know the heart is deceitful about all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I myself also cannot know it. Okay. Psalm 19, verse 7. Psalm 19, verse 7 onwards, if you will. Hmm? the law of the lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the lord is sure the law of the lord is perfect it converts the soul the testimony of the lord is sure it makes wise the simple the statutes or the other translations will use the word the decrees of the lord okay that's what we say you are the holy one your god's only son your righteousness is sure we are complete in you. When we submit to truth, they, your judgments, they are sure. For we desire, O majesty, that we might live by your, de- your decree. Establish righteousness in us, that we might be victorious. Where? In you. We desire, O majesty, that we might live by your decree. You know, Warren we made a statement, you know. God is a God who rules by decree, not by committee or consensus. <laughs> what a statement! You can chew that, chew on that for the rest of your life. God is a God who rules by decree, not by committee or consensus. Let us have a committee. Let us come to a common consensus, common minimum program. There is nothing called common minimum program in the in the in the kingdom of God. There is only one minimum minimum program: accept the Son or go to hell. Okay. Understand that. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And then, the fear of the Lord is what? Clean, enduring forever, the judgments of the Lord are true, righteousness, righteous altogether, more to be desired than gold, yea much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. And then verse 20, verse 12 onwards, I'll understand. Okay, who can understand his errors? Anybody can understand his errors? No. Answer is no. Who can understand his errors is an, is a rhetorical question again. In other words, no one can understand his errors. That is the reason why, you see, when you type out your letter, okay, when you type your letter on, on the computer especially, there will be so many typos because you have an autocorrect in your mind. You know autocorrect. Okay, that is there, not the word processor came with the mind, okay, because the one who wrote the word processor is a guy, guy who had a mind. Something called as autocorrect. What is autocorrect? Your mind is reading the wrong, is is, is reading the right thing even though you typed the wrong thing. And then you wrote the whole thing and then you give it to somebody else. And he said, please do proofreading and he will say, where is this grammar over here? This is lost over here. This is gone. Then you say, "Really, I wrote this. This is what I meant. How come I missed it out?" Yes, exactly. Because no one can understand. He us, that is the reason why I submit your. I mean, confess your faults or sins one to another. That is the reason why you need somebody to judge you all the time, who's outside of you, checking you, probing you, questioning you, and who likes it? Very difficult. Who can understand? His errors cleanse me from what? Secret faults and verse 13. I like that. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. I'll tell you something. All these are important. If you want to be innocent of great transgression, secret errors, secret faults, presumptuous sins. And he says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength. Other translations will use the word my rock and my redeemer. That's the reason why we read in Hebrews: Let us consider one another to stir up for love and good works. How, not forsaking the assembly of our of our uh, uh, assembly of of the saints, as the days are approaching. Some people, they don't do it. You can see that. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, no? Hebrews chapter 4, or 10, so not 4, 10, verse 24 and 25. And let us consider, yeah, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good goodness. What should we do? When we are speaking, I mean, when we are meditating about the word, what is being stirred up? St- what we are stirring up? Love. Because the end of the commandment is what? Love from a pure heart. From a undefined con- I mean, sorry, from a, uh, from a uh, pure conscience and a, uh, sincere faith, right? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. They, what? They went out from us. You see that? Understand? But exhorting one another. So much the more as you see the day approaching. I mean, like, is the day really approaching? Is a question. It's, see, this, this particular verse is being Literally being, um, fulfilled in our, in our church especially, you know. Every day we, we are coming to the study of the Word of God. Almost. Every day. Except on, except for Mondays, right? Every day. I mean, are we there? This was forced upon us. No, nobody actually, uh, chose this. Because of the lockdown it was forced upon us. Is the day really approaching? Or do we still have our dreams on this world? I'll tell you why. Because we are living in a time, as I said, no, when the spirit of the Antichrist is there, lawlessness is abounding, it's a perfect ground for the Antichrist to appear. And where is the Antichrist? It's there even in the church. It's right there in the church because they went out from us, it says. So what will be growing? Both the wheat and the tares will be growing together. <coughs> in the same environment, <coughs> the same climate which uh, ripened the wheat also Ripens the tears. Right? For example, YouTube. I have sermon index. I have film nagar. Okay. So what do weed want? Sermon index. What do tears want? Film nagar. Okay. So it's the same environment of permissiveness. The same. The wheat and the tares are growing together and the angel said, oh, please can we go and pluck them out? No, 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 don't, 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 don't do that. Wait till the harvest. Okay, it's the same ground of permissiveness, everybody. It's like the kind of opportunities we have to know the word of God today. My goodness, I downloaded about 8 or 9 books of Warren V.S.B. which I, which I didn't even know existed. 1980s, 1970s. So, so, what is available to what because, because of the internet? There's the same mind of, environment of permissiveness. See, the net can be used, no? So, to trap us into sin or to trap people into the kingdom of God. <laughs> it is called the internet, by the way. The flatterer puts a net for you and, to, and traps you. God also puts a net for you and traps you into the kingdom of God. That is the reason why we call him Fishers of Men. Fishers of men. So but when he puts the net, what happens? All kinds of things come into the net. So what does he do? He keeps on separating. No, this is nice fish. Good fish, good fish. This is unclean. Shrimp, crab, chick, out. Good fish, come this side. Okay. And what does he do with, with all the nonsense? He puts them in unquenchable fire, it says in Matthew chapter 13. Unquenchable fire. So the same internet... is dragging people into the kingdom of God or dragging people into perdition. It's the same environment of permissiveness, my dear brothers and sisters. What are we choosing? The wheat and the tares are growing together. Hmm? Turn to Revelation, chapter 22, verse 10 and 11. And he said to me, do not steal the words of the prophecy of this book. Seal the words of the prophecy of the book for for yeah uh, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. But he who is righteous, righteous still. He who is holy, holy still. Up to you. Same environment wheat and the tears. And how are we known? By the fruit. During harvest. He's gonna separate the wheat into the tares and what is he gonna do? He's gonna collect the wheat, I mean the tares first and put them into unquenchable fire. You can read that in Matthew chapter 13. So 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 13 will say. Okay, verse 12 and 13 actually, 12 and 13. Same environment. Yes, all who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will Suffer persecution, okay, first thing. Second, but evil men and impostors, or other other translations will use the word enchanters. They will enchant you. <laughs> evil men and enchanters will grow worse and worse. They will be deceived and they will be deceiving others as well. So the same environment which is causing the growth of the believer will also cro- cause the growth of the tear and finally what is going to happen in the last day, God will separate both. And where are they? Both are in the church by the way. You see? So in the in the church, there are both what? Wheat and tears. Who's wheat? Who's tear? Is a question. So, what should we do, Lord? Examine my heart, Lord. Am I tear or am I wheat? Please, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord. Let me not be deceived in the final analysis. Okay. Okay. Second thing that went out. Let's go in the Bible and read who what is the second thing that went out? Okay, Genesis chapter 8. Verse 6 onwards. Genesis chapter 8, verse 6 onwards. So it came to pass, by the way, this with the spirit of the Antichrist is very I'm telling you, Know it is in the church. Okay, in the church. Now understand this. Get this picture. hmm? So it came to pass at the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark. 40 days was over. Noah opened the window in the, the, the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent out a raven, which kept the word in Hebrew, which went out. Now, what is? Went out. In other words, Raven was there inside the, uh, in the inside the ark, frustrated. When I will, when I will, when will I get this freedom out of this ark? Always asking this question. I want to get out. I want to get out. I want to get out. And a lot of young people are like that. No, when will I get out of this place? This jail called home. So many restrictions. Don't do this, don't do that, don't wear this, don't wear that, stand stitch sit stitch, eat, eat properly, study, etc, etc. Nobody likes it. So, a raven is like that. Okay. Then he sent out a raven which went out to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. What was it doing to and fro? Enjoying meat. In other words, a raven never came back. You know why? It was enjoying that which God judged. Understand that. And what did the dove do? It went It came back. I cannot settle down on something God has judged. Those things that God has already judged, the dove will never rest on it. It's the raven which went out and enjoyed all the nice. That's the reason why we get the word ravenous. Okay. Where you, wherever you have dead and dead things, what do what do what gather? The vultures gather. Okay. You should see that they say you no know, the vulture is a very patient bird. He'll keep circling and circling and circling and circling and circling. And knows, you no, know, that the that, that time is not exactly what is happening. The flesh is being man, made manifest, and you'll see all the evil spirits. Vultures are evil spirits, basically wherever the flesh is being made manifest what is happening the evil spirits will come and what will happen they will come and rest on that and raven did it enjoying all those things that god had already judged you know what jesus says the world has been judged when the holy spirit comes uh, when the holy spirit comes he will judge the world of sin of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they did not believe in me of righteousness because i go to my father and of judgment because the ruler of this world has already been judged and if the ruler of the world has already been judged, everything that belongs to this world is already being judged. And what does a raven do? It goes out and settles down on the settles down on the things of the world because it loves the world, loves those things that God has already judged. Second Peter chapter three, verse one onwards. Hmm? Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I. Stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. Thank God. Hmm. Hmm. That you may be mindful of the words which are spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. Knowing this first, the scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts. What is, ra- what is, what is Raven? It loves things God has judged. All the flesh which has been judged by God. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And verse, verse 5. For this they are willfully ignorant that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in water by which the world, what was that? World that then existed perished, being flooded with water. It was judged. It's a type of the baptism. When you go into the waters of the baptism, what has happened? Your flesh which has been judged, you come out and you die to the flesh and you live in the newness of life. So that what can rest upon you? The dove can rest upon you. The Holy Spirit is never comfortable on this world. Not Never comfortable. Never come and rest on those people who are worldly. But we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God. How do I know that I do not have the spirit of the world, but I have the spirit of God? First Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 onwards. Hmm? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, but God has revealed them to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. And verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so one knows the, one, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is from God that we might know the things that we have been given by God freely. Understand that? So where where does the spirit come? It comes and rests upon somebody. Jesus goes into the waters of baptism and he comes out. As a symbol of all of us. Okay, We have all been baptized into Christ Jesus. We also... Whomsoever has been baptized into Christ Jesus has been baptized into his death so that even even as Christ Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we also should walk in what? In the newness of life, when Christ comes out, what has happened? The heavens open and the Holy Spirit comes like a dove and what does it do? It rests upon him. It abides in him. If you turn with me to John's Gospel, I'm oh, sorry, John's Gospel chapter 1, yes, verse 32. John's Gospel chapter 1, verse 32. John bore witness saying I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remained upon him so can the Holy Spirit come and remain upon us Okay, and abide upon us who is this verse 29 The next day, Jesus saw uh, John saw Jesus coming, and he says, "Behold the Lamb of God." So, where does the Holy Spirit rest upon? Lamb, and not the beast. Okay. How do we know what is the characteristic of a lamb? I'll tell you something. Three things: purity, meekness, and the willingness to suffer. That is the lamb. Purity meekness, and the willingness to suffer. That's exactly the reason why Paul says, no? All day long, we have been killed and counted as sheep to be slaughtered. (laughs) That's what he says. A willingness to suffer. I remember in revelation what a fantastic uh, was that is revelation chapter 5 it says um, uh, there was a book which, which was a scroll which was sealed and it was, it was it was in the hands of the ancient of days or rather the father God the father and uh, who is worthy to open the scroll okay and i started weeping and saying oh there's nobody who's worthy to open the scroll and somebody one angel said don't worry the lion of the tribe of judah has triumphed and he has Received the authority to open the scroll. And when I turned, what did I see? A lamb. Isn't it interesting? What did, what did he say? The lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome. And when he turned, what did he see? A lamb as it was slain. As if it was slain. In other words, only those people who have the attitude of a lamb can be bold as a lion. Simple. Understand that. All right. Can the Holy Spirit rest upon us? Only if we have a spirit of the lamb and not the spirit of the beast. Why did uh, the evil spirit from God come upon Saul? The Holy Spirit from the Lord departed from Saul. If you, if you turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13 onwards. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. This is David. In the midst of his brothers, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah and was 14 is tragic. The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a distressing spirit from the Lord. It's like you know, God will send them a strong delusion. Who sends? God sends. Yeah, that they will believe a lie because they did not receive the love of truth a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. Why? Why? First Samuel chapter 15 Because he forgot why the anointing is for. Can you put it in the ESV please? English standard version. Verses 1 to 3 and Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now therefore listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came out of Egypt. And verse 3, go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. And what did Saul do? He Put the best no uh, like we heard no uh, i think two three days back we said why do kings go for battle because of spoil loot what why was saul being sent to fight amalek not for loot to destroy now what did he do yeah you looted instead of destroying see you're trying to loot that which god, god has already judged God said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all the things I will add. But what did you do? You spared the best. Why? Oh, no, no, I want to sacrifice to God. Really, I know. I know your real intention. (laughs) Sacrifice. Devote to destruction. I sent you the Holy Spirit. And that is the reason why the Holy Spirit could not abide on Saul, simply because he would not devote to destruction that which God has asked to destroy in his life. He had the spirit of a raven, and what does he do? He starts persecuting the child of God. You see, he grieved the heart of God. Return with me to Genesis chapter six, verse five onwards. Actually, uh, actually, verse three onwards. Genesis chapter 6, verse 3 onwards. Hmm? Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not... Actually, uh, this is ESV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like ESV also, but don't don't worry. Then then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he indeed is flesh. Just stop here, dear. Yet his day shall be 100. Let me tell you something. And it and actually you can read verse five and six also and then we'll come back to verse three okay read verse five and six also and we'll come back to verse six verse three okay the law saw that the wicked um, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and the Lord was sorry that he had made man and he was grieved in his heart. Okay, so where does the spirit rest upon people who are lamb-like? And those who, who are those people? Those are the people who submit to the authority of God. Who will not strive. Okay, let's go back to verse 3. Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. Okay, the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man. You know, that's a very interesting word, strive. Strive is not fight. The word for strive comes from the Hebrew word Adonai, Adon. What does it mean? Lord. Okay? In other words, yeah, exactly. My spirit is not lord over these people anymore. Why should I strive with them? Where there is no lordship of the spirit, the spirit is grieved. Grieved. Okay, understand that? Where there is no lordship of the Spirit of God, the Spirit is grieved. If you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 11, we know this verse very well. The Spirit of God. Okay, verse 1 onwards. Okay, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the who? Of the Lord shall rest upon him and abide upon him the spirit of wisdom the spirit of understanding the spirit of counsel the spirit of might and the spirit of the fear of the lord and verse 3 just starting part of verse 3 he shall delight in the fear of the lord so what happens you have an attitude where the spirit will come upon you and abide on you why because you come under the lordship where there is where the spirit is lord where what is there there is liberty Okay. And we are being transformed and being renewed in the same image by the Spirit. So, what is happening? Slowly the Lord is transforming us. And where the Spirit comes does not come, and where the Spirit is not allowed to come and abide, the Spirit of God comes upon a lot of people. But does it abide? Not many. Not many people. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to abide because you it's it's very difficult to uh to continuously surrender yourself to the Lordship of the Spirit understand So, son always submitted to the lordship of the holy spirit therefore the holy spirit rested upon him and he was filled without measure understand this okay so he went out the third person who went out second kings chapter 5 verse 25 onwards Okay, uh, I'll I'll verse 26, put it in NIV and then go back to KJV, okay? Now he went in and stood before his master. Elisha asked him, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, your servant did not go anywhere. Nothing. Verse 26, I like this. But Elisha said, was not my spirit with you? When the man got down from his chariot to meet you, is this the time to take money, to accept clothes, olive groves, vineyards, flocks, herds, or men servants and maid servants? And what's 27? Therefore, this is NKJ, okay? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence leprous and as white as snow. Why? He tried to take things which God already judged. And the spirit of the Lord will not rest on things which God already has judged. That is the reason why I don't love the world, nor the things of this world. That's exactly how this continuity is there. If you go back to 1 John chapter 19 verse 20, 20, 19, 20 and 21. Look at what it says, how it goes on. Mm, Yeah, exactly. Um, They they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. And verse 20. But you have the anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. The anointing will teach you all things. Let the the anointing always rest upon us and teach us what grieves the Holy Spirit and what does not grieve the Holy Spirit. Demas forsook Paul loving this present age and went away. Went out. So First, not only we should not go out, we should also continue. Right? Turn with me to John chapter 8 hmm? and verse 31 onwards. Hmm. Look at what it says. John chapter 8 verse 31 onwards. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word or continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Okay. You will continue to know the truth and the truth will continue to make. That's how. That's what it means. Okay. And verse 33, 33. Yeah. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and I've never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say? You will be made free. Jesus answered and said, most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin and the slave does not abide or continue in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, You shall be free indeed. Continue. You see, it is not only important that you go out, not go out, but you should also continue. (laughs) See, cleanse yourself from all the filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. And cleanse yourself from all the filthiness of the uh, flesh and of the spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Both have to go together. <laughs> A lot of people they cleanse themselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, but perfecting holiness? No. Both of these things have to go together. Okay. Continue. You not only just not go out, but you have to continue. Alright? Understand this. Okay? 2 Timothy chapter 3. Okay? Verse 10 onwards. But you have carefully followed my doctrine. That means you should continue in doctrine. Second, you have to continue in the manner of life. You have to continue in your purpose. You have to continue in faith. You have to continue in your long suffering and you have to continue in love. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Very difficult. (laughs) Let brotherly love continue. See, we can choose our friends. But how many of you chose your brothers? None. Very, very careful. When you go to the class, this is my friend, this is my friend, this is my friend, this is my friend, friend, everybody friend. But brothers? One from a tribe, two from a country, I will all bring them together and there will be a flock and I will feed them with pastors after my own heart. Very difficult. That is the reason why let brotherly love continue. Let's go on. Verse verse 2 onwards. Yeah. Do not forget to entertain strangers. You know what for? Stranger is in uh, in Greek xenos, xeno, xenos, from which we get the word xenophobia. So for, for us, many brothers are strangers. When we look at this, they are just totally not like us. They are not like us literally. Okay, what what are we supposed to do? We have to entertain them in our homes. <laughs> Very difficult. <laughs> not just once. Continue. I can tolerate them for one meal, second meal, third meal. But if they stay with me for a long, Lord, how long, Lord? It's, it's interesting, right? They continued steadfastly in the apostle's doctrine. Continued steadfastly in the apostle's doctrine. In the breaking of bread. Hmm. That is difficult. How long should I forgive my brother? Ah, 70 times 7. Isn't it interesting? If your brother sins against you and if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times a day and if he repents, forgive him. Lord, (laughs) increase our faith. That's his answer. (laughs) Increase our faith. Let brotherly love continue. They went out from us and they did not continue with us. Why? This is very difficult to continue in brotherly love. There's only one church which was promised that it will be kept from the tribulation. What is that? Philadelphia, what is it? Church of brotherly love. Philadelphia means. Church of brotherly love. And how that brotherly love should, con- should continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7 onwards. First Peter, how should we show brotherly love? Hmm? For for seven onwards for okay but the end of all things is at hand. How many of you are convinced now? We are all convinced. I hope you are all convinced. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Yes, we will use the word because of your prayers and above all things, have fervent love one for another, for love covers a multitude of sins. If you got, if you are a part of the GDC Men's Group today, you received one fantastic letter from. Maji Zacharias. What a letter that was. Okay. What it is? You know what? The Spirit of God covers, not uncovers. Like I said, Pastor was saying, no? Till the last day of your life there are so many sins God does not expose. He covers it. Till your grave. So church is supposed to be a place where um, The secrets of men's hearts are exposed. (laughs) But that's okay. But God does not condemn you. He convicts you. And he covers you. Go call your husband. I don't have a husband. You spoke the truth. You didn't have. You not only don't have your husband. You had five husbands. And the sixth fellow is your boyfriend. In this you spoke correctly. Immediately she changes the topic. You know, our father said uh worship in this mountain. Okay, okay. He doesn't probe her anymore, doesn't embarrass her anymore. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. The father is seeking. Oh, an amazing God, no. And these disciples come and they're shocked. What is going on over here? Hello, a stranger, Samaritan. Isn't it interesting? The shock in that who is my neighbor? Remember that that, that, that parable who is my neighbor? First, who comes? The Levite comes. Oh, what does he do? He doesn't show love. Second, who comes? The priest comes. Now we are all very good at mathematical induction. Okay, so the next is, a lay Jew is what they are expecting. An ordinary Jew came. No, 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 no. The Samaritan shock. Counter examples, we don't like it. And the Samaritan comes, shows love to this fellow, and then he asks him, who is the one who loved his neighbor? The most, you know what he says? He doesn't say the Samaritan. The one who showed him mercy doesn't even want to take the name Samaritan in his mouth. The one who showed him mercy. You see, the prejudice that people have in their hearts. You see, we are all people, very difficult to have brotherly love continue. Jews and Gentiles, when they come together, they will know. (laughs) It's not easy. Friction and friction and friction only. Strangers. Let brotherly love continue. That is the reason why, do we really have the spirit of Christ or do we have the spirit of Antichrist? What is the spirit of Antichrist? They will not show love to their brothers. They will not show. They will only show love to those people whom they like and agree with. They will choose their brothers in other words. Nobody chooses their brother, by the way. You can only wish, mommy, give me a brother. If the sister comes, you have to accept. Simple. <laughs> right? <laughs> I remember my, uh, my, uh, my elder one, no? When she was, uh, she was only one and a half years, two years, uh, two years old when Emmanuela uh, Im- 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 was born. She was the first grandchild in the entire family, okay? So she was her ammamma's pet, her grandmother's pet. Okay, Amama loved her, poured her life literally for her. Okay. Okay, and then came Emmanuela. And I remember the day when she came to the hospital to see uh, Emmanuela. Okay. Amama also came. Her grandmother also came. And the grandmother lifted Emmanuela into her hands like this, and you should see the countenance of Abigail. Who is this? Who's taking my place? Not very easy. Not very easy, you see. You can only wish, mother, I want a brother. But if sister comes, huh? She will share with my toys. No, I want the toys for myself, so you can, if a boy comes, you can give me another toy. You have to buy new toys for him. Sharing you don't like. You see. What does it say? They had all things in common. Pah. Can we have cars in common? Bikes in common? Very difficult. Brother, 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 not my bike, okay? Put petrol. Mm. (laughs) Very difficult. You use my stuff nicely, huh? I remember, I cannot forget, okay? When Rishi took my, sorry, my brother took my car and he just gave it nice one shot. Big dent came. I said, see, just replace it, okay? Don't don't give me an explanation, just replace it. That's how we are. You know, there's a there's a saying in Telugu, Eru Sommu chetu. It's exactly how we we feel, no? But when it comes to the family of God, they had all things in common. And nobody said, This is mine. They, they held ah nadi no no nobody said nadi no <laughs> they never said they held everything loosely that is the reason why you know that's it, that, that's the reason why it says let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus who did not think equality with god th- something which has to be what grasped when the when the child comes out of the womb how does his how is his uh, hand like this okay like this like this we all want to grasp right? we are all like leeches give me give me uh, we only want, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. And grab and grab and grab. Okay? Very difficult. So let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers. And strangers means just not angels. What are angels? They're messengers. Your stranger can be a messenger. They will show you what kind of attitudes you have in your heart. Everything will be exposed in the, in the presence of your brother. Right? You will know how selfish you are. I remember, Pastor gave this example long time back, no? A girl was like having a sister coming home. She was all excited. I'm going to have a sister, I'm going to have a sister, I'm going to have a sister in abroad. In the in US and abroad, they'll know the gender of the baby, right? So, and uh, Papa said, okay, now baby, uh, you have to really make space for your child, for your sister. She's going to come and be a part of the room. I mean, you have to share the room with her. My room? I have to share? Yeah. You have to share your toys with her. You know, she said, my goodness, these changes I have to make. And she asked her father, is there a way we cannot have the sister? Started there. Is there a way we cannot have the system? Amazing, no? God doesn't need anybody. But he gave himself for everybody. What a God! What a God! We need God. And he says, please give yourself to me. He said, no, no, no. I want to keep myself to myself. You see, the paradox of Christian life. If you keep your life, you will lose it. That's truth on its head. Literally. If you lose your life, you will gain it. Okay. Let brotherly love continue. Let's go back to 2nd Timothy chapter 3 verse 14 But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Whom did you learn it from them? You learned from from your childhood, you learned it from your parents and you also learned it from me. Continue. Continue. 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse fifty-eight. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing this, that your labor is not vain in the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Mm. Yeah. Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, let brotherly love continue. So First Peter chapter 4, verse 8 now. Hmm? 8 onwards, look at what it says. Above all, have fervent love for one another, for love covers a multitude's, uh, multitude of sins. Um, if, you, if you can put it in the ESV, verse, verse 9 onwards. Continue to show hospitality, it says, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, show hospitality to one another without grumbling, and then. Uh, yes, go, go on, go on, go on. As each one of you has received, use it to serve one another as good stewards as uh, of the work of God. And verse 11, yeah, yeah. Whoever serves as the one who serves by the strength of God, that God, God supplies, so that in all things, God may be glorified. Actually, some one translation you will use the word continue to show hospitality and continue to minister to others. Okay, no problem. And then, 1 John chapter 2. Let's go back. 1 John chapter 2 verse 22 now. Okay. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Who is the Antichrist? What is the spirit of the Antichrist? The next one. He denies. First thing, they went out. And they did not continue. So, just don't go out, but continue. Okay? And then, third thing he says, he who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Now, what is this? What is, what is, the, what is the significance of this statement? You know, one of the religion which is absolutely Antichrist is Islam. What do they do? They deny the father and the son. They First of all, they don't even accept God as father. They don't accept God as father. That's the reason why we have that book, no? I dare to call him father. Very difficult for them to accept God as father. Okay? God as father. They don't accept God as father. Second, they say, Jesus did not die on the cross. It was somebody else Who died on the cross. It appeared as if Jesus died on the cross. Who? So some scholars, Islamic scholars will say, Who died on the cross? Judas died on the cross. Now look at this, okay? Look at this. How demonic this is, okay? Christianity says, God punished a righteous man, that is Jesus, so that he can set me free. Okay, Islam says, God put a deceiver called Judas on the cross and he let the righteous man, Jesus, go free. How different it is. If you think about it. So their argument is, how can a righteous God punish a righteous man? He's evil if he punishes the righteous man. He's evil. Now look at this. How, how swapped our mind is. Let me give you an example. There was Onesimus. And there's Paul. Okay. Now in, in prison, Onesimus gets converted. Now Paul writes a letter which we call the letter of Philemon and he says to Philemon or Philemon, I am sending you my son, Onesimus. He was unprofitable to you. Okay, but no longer now. Receive him as you would receive me. Receive him as you would receive me. Okay, and if he owns anything, put it to my account. Now tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. When somebody says that about Paul, will you say, what a wicked man Paul is? Will you say that? You will say, what a gracious and a loving man Paul is. How is he reconciling mercy and truth? He's saying, you know what? Yes, Onesimus wronged you, but I will pay it. He was gripped by the gospel. So what is God doing? Yes, you wronged me, but I will pay it. So how does, how do we re- look at God? God is a God who's absolutely righteous and absolutely merciful and on the cross, in the Son, He reconciled the world back to Him. And what does the Antichrist say? No Son. No Father. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 onwards. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 onwards. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, what verse 18? Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And has given us a ministry of reconciliation. How did he do it? Verse 19. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. What a loving father. Do we say God is wicked? No. Mercy and truth have met each other. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Where? On the cross. And what does Antichrist say? No son, no father. What was God doing? He was reconciling the the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That is God. Romans chapter 8 Look at what it says. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. I love these verses. Onwards. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. How, is, how did it happen? For what the law could not do, who did it? God did it. By sending his own son. So if he send his own son, what does it make him? Father. Right? Okay, what does what do the Antichrist deny? It denies the father and the son. Okay, so who was weak enough? God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and on account of sin. What is whose sin? My sin. He condemned sin. Who sin? My sin in his flesh. That the righteous requirement of of law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but According to the Spirit. This is exactly what the Antichrist denies. So if you grip, if you are gripped by this truth, what do you do? (laughs) If you are gripped by this truth that God was reconciling the world in Christ Jesus, what, what will you do? If you turn with me to Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 onwards. Verse 29 onwards, let no corrupt word come out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that they may impart grace to the hearers and do not grieve them, Holy Spirit by whom you have sealed for the day of redemption, so how do you not grieve let all bitterness, wrath anger, clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another tender hearted how forgiving another how even as God, in Christ, forgave. And what does the spirit of Antichrist say? No. You see that? That is the reason why Second John chapter 1, verse 7 and 8 will say something very powerful. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. <laughs> this is a deceiver and an Antichrist. He denies that Jesus Christ came into the flesh. If Jesus Christ came not in the flesh, what happens to us? We are still in our sins. There is no forgiveness of sins. How did God forgive our sins? He was reconciling the world to himself by punishing his son on the cross. And gave us eternal life. So what do we do? Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Bearing with one another. Forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint, don't put a complaint box in the church. Okay? Against another. hmm? Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. It's amazing, isn't it? So what does it say? Put on love, which is a bond of perfection. So this morning... God reconciled us to himself. And what does the Antichrist say? There is no reconciliation like that. Hmm. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. If he gives you one, give him two. That is the spirit of the Antichrist. And God says, when he gives you one, show the other. One mile, go the extra mile. If he asks you for your shirt, give your blazer also. In other words, no? See. But all this only to the household of faith, okay? Only to the household of faith, okay? Only to their brothers first. Okay. If you don't say, No, I love God whom you cannot see, and you don't care for your brother, whom it's very, very important. It is only to the household of faith. Let us continue to do good especially to those who are the of the household of faith. Okay, loving the world and all we can do later on. But first, let us love our Brothers, so there are three things we learned. They went out. They did not continue. And the third thing, they deny that Jesus is a son and God is a father. One John chapter three verse sixteen, and we'll stop. One John chapter three verse sixteen. <clears throat> By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. We also ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. You know something? Most of the times when your brother is at fault, you know, that is the time when you really have to lay down. He is at fault. Oh, what is going to happen to me if I go and tell him? Will I be misunderstood? Hmm? Will I be misunderstood? Tell it to him. If you, are, if you are not able to tell him, mourn like Ezra. Don't become like Nehemiah. Slapping and pulling beard, etc. Okay. <laughs> Ezra. Ezra is important. Okay. Ezra, what did he do? He started mourning. And they all came to Ezra and said, Why are you mourning? Because of what you did, you fellows. And he won the hearts of those people and immediately they separated themselves from all these ungodly unions. You see, it is a kindness of God. That leads us to repentance. Okay. Nehemiah place is there. But for that you will be qualified to become a Nehemiah. And people who are called to be Nehemiah don't want to be Nehemiah, actually. Alright, so don't be so sure that you want to be Nehemiah, okay? So be kind and tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I remember the story of uh Shimei. It's amazing. Stay in Jerusalem. Stay in Jerusalem. As long as you stay in Jerusalem, I will not kill you. After three years. What did he do? He went out exactly. Why did he go out? Because three of his brothers ran away. For what reason we don't know. Okay, we can read read into the story. Just like Onesimus ran away from the from the house of Philemon. Philemon, I I believe, was a nice was a nice guy. Okay, he received finally. I think he should have definitely received Onesimus. Okay, if he was he didn't receive Onesimus, forget Philemon. It was written for us. Okay, what do we do? We receive our Onesimus because it's very difficult for us. No, when we have maids in our home, especially they will say uh, you should they will demand you should not cut my salary. I will take two weeks off. What will you do? This lady, <laughs> Lord, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, et cetera, complaint box, no? Show love. It's a very interesting God, what God says, right? If you invite those people who can invite you back, the publicans and the tax collectors are doing the same thing. What good is it? Do good to those people who cannot invite you back. And then your reward will be fantastic in heaven. That is love. And if you want to continue in this kind of love, very difficult. So what happens to them? They went out and they did not continue. Very difficult. Therefore, those who endure in love till the end will be saved. Otherwise, we will be Prime candidates for the Antichrist. That is the reason why when lawlessness abounds, the love of many will grow cold. And what will they do? They will start betraying and giving, handing over one another and murdering one another. That's the sign of the last days. Let us not become like that. And ask God to judge the spirit of the Antichrist even inside of each one of us. What does Antichrist do? He opposes Christ and he replaces Christ. Two things. He opposes And he replaces. He opposes the anointing and he replaces the attitude of Christ. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let us submit to the Lordship of the Holy Spirit in our lives. This morning Father, we pray Lord Jesus for all of us. We are all prone to wander. Father, we want to confess and we want to pray like David and say Lord, search me and know me. Search me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there is any wicked way in me. The way of the evil one. Because we all have it inside of us, O Lord. The way of the flesh. And lead us into the way of everlasting life. For who can know his errors, O Lord? Who can know his errors? Cleanse us from our secret flaws. Keep us from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over us. Then we will be innocent of that great transgression. Father. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy Lord. I pray Lord Jesus. Your word says O Lord that you will not test us beyond that which we are able to bear. But with every temptation you open a door of escape to all of us. Therefore, this morning, I pray, Lord, enable us to endure. Enable us to love and forgive and extend love and forgiveness to our brothers and sisters every day of our lives. Those with whom we cannot agree upon, enable us, Lord Jesus, to love. Let there be unity in essentials. Let there be liberty in non-essentials. But in all things, let there be charity, O Lord in love. On the fundamentals, enable us, Lord Father, not to be compromisers. That we will always, Father, be steadfast on the truths which are dear to your heart. We will never compromise on that. But we will also, Lord Jesus, on those things which are not essential, on things we disagree, will give place for the others to grow into maturity. Because Lord, your word says, "O oh Lord, it is only together with the saints we will be able to prove that which is the height, the breadth, and the width, and the depth of the love of God. It is impossible to know the love of God apart from the saints of God. No wonder your psalmist says, O oh Lord, the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. And your word says the oh lord in psalm 16 the lines have fallen for me on pleasant places i have an exceptional and a beautiful and a glorious inheritance i pray lord jesus the saints in the land they will be the excellent ones in whom our spirit will all will, be, will delight in the oh lord grant us grace to that and we pray enable us lord father to bear with one another enable us to not go out but to continue Enable us, Lord, Father, not to deny the Son. Enable us to be gripped by the gospel like Apostle Paul was. You said, Lord, yet you granted to us the ministry of reconciliation. And you said, Lord, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Oh, Father, I pray, Lord, that we will not just be peacemakers, O Lord. We will be peacekeepers in that as your word enjoins us As much as is possible in you, live at peace with all men. Grant us grace to that and we pray. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We give you glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.